This is Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. And this is Jacob Bratz with Longleaf Reptilia, and you're listening to the Herpeticulture Podcast. Part of the Herpeticulture Network. Anyways, yeah. What episode? What episode? <laughs> this is, is episode one hundred and forty-three of the Herpeticulture Podcast, which is part of the Herpeticulture Network. <clears throat> Justin Smith of Palmetto Coast Exotics. I'm Jacob Bratz with Longleaf Reptilia, uh, and this show is brought to you by Steve Snakeshuary and his Venom Hot Sauce. Please check it out if you buy his hot sauce. If you're supporting him, his snake rescues. Um, you can get some awesome hot sauce for whatever whatever Brian's about to cut up there. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. What do you, what do you I, got? Just see, I just see a fork so, and a knife getting slapped up over here. Um, so my wife made some pretty <laughs> incredible. It's like it's chicken breast with mushrooms and, and grilled onions, sweet potatoes, mashed potatoes, and like grilled carrots. I don't know. It's 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 pretty delicious. Dude, Steve uh, Snakeshuary hot sauce sounds yeah, great if you had on some, that chicken. If I, that, oh if I had God. some. Like Steve Snakes very hot sauce. I put that shit on everything. Yeah, man. <laughs> you, you need to get you some, man. I've yes, heard it's sir. good. I'm not it even is. kidding. I've heard it's good. I it heard is. it's good. It is. You heard it right there, man. People are talking about yeah. it. It's going around. And if you get, get that, you you're helping him with his uh snake removals, public ed- education and outreach, uh taking care of injured or sick uh animals that are brought to him. Herp wise, all that good stuff. So check that out. Yeah, I follow him on uh, on Instagram. He seems like he does some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, um, he does. As far as relocations, and I, don't, I I could be wrong here, but did he like breed some timber rattlesnakes? I think he had a he. Or did, he had a, he, it was on purpose. He yeah, I don't think he bred them, but he had a gravid female. Uh, okay, gotcha. Cool. You know, yeah. not long ago. Uh, I actually saw my first wild timber rattlesnake up in the mountains of North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Uh, nice. And it was up under a rock with like five other copperheads, uh, oh, which wow. is kind of kind of interesting I, because was, the spot it was on, there are all these large rocks on like a flat rock. Mm-hmm. And under all the other rocks in the immediate vicinity of it, there was nothing. However, just under this one, there was the timber and, you know, like I said, maybe five other juvenile copperheads. Mm-hmm. And it was really interesting that, you know, there were identical micro habitats around where I, I saw that one. But, yeah, they were all under that one specific right. one, which yeah, is not, I, I don't really, really understand, but was yeah. but was really interesting. I, I've thought about that a lot since it happened and because I'm <laughs> not sure why. There was a book I started that I haven't finished yet that talks about timbers and it's called America snake. And it talks about like the part that I was on before I, I haven't picked it up yet uh, or finished it yet, but they were talking about how up in like Pennsylvania, especially in New York um, there's like some of those species, especially timber rattlesnakes have been completely extirpated from, from some of those areas up there. Do you and think, a lot of um, it is uh, like those dens and stuff that they go back to year after year after year. For whatever right. reason, somehow they know that that they know how to get back to those dens. The Which same is pretty one. pretty amazing. And then also sad when you look at like what they're doing in some places where they'll you know fucking blow up the rattlesnake dens. But uh, somebody else talked to you the other day. You may know more because you talk a lot with Phil. Um, but they were telling me they that they think they're 
but the timbers we have here in the south are a different subspecies than the timbers that are up north in PA and stuff. And, you know, obviously they tend to have a lot more of those melanistic ones up there. But they mm-hmm. were they were saying that they actually think that there is a subspecies difference between the timber rattlers and the cane brakes. Yeah, which I've yeah, always and, yeah. I've always that, thought it was a regional just a name thing. Cane brakes used it, to be right considered horridus they they are they're all horridus. Yeah, but cane brakes used to be atricadatus right. as a subspecies name. Yeah. Um, but then that wasn't really recognized. I don't know. It's they they are I have such a thing with like the whole cane brake timber thing like I uh, that's it annoys me. I think there should be subspecies because for one the venoms are very very different. A cane brake the cane brakes that you find <laughs> down here have a lot more um uh, what is it? So what's certain, the? They have a lot more of a certain toxin in their venom than yeah, the timbers you, you find towards you. So what's the physical, the like uh, phenotypical difference? Like, can you visually tell the difference between a cane break and a cane timber? Cane breaks are usually much lighter, pink, yellow, um, and they have that that brick red maroonish stripe that just goes all the way down. But you also spine. find very dark kinks. For me, cane breaks are are coastal so like our area like the coastal carolinas and your care like your your coastal carolinas i believe are what would be considered cane breaks quote unquote and then when you get up north towards the mountains and then north carolina and then pennsylvania pretty much everything else is a timber i don't know why it seems like only around here people call them cane breaks like the stuff down south like Georgia. so is the range so is the range of the timbers like increased much much larger than the that of the cane breaks i think what people consider timbers yes that's the thing is like it's hard to say like you know are timbers more of a larger range because they're the same snake like they're they're the same exact snake but (laughs) you know what people consider quote-unquote timbers Yes, but there are some people around here that call them timber rattlesnakes too. You know, like that is again, it's, See, a, it's a common, it's a common name. So, right. but I think the technical, you know, they would be, you know, the timber. What I call timbers are northern, but to me, they're all canebrakes. I call so, them all canebrakes. Okay, so to but. the ones that we have here are typically the the lighter ones with that like red stripe on them, and then the super dark tail. Whereas right. almost every time I see someone from up north posting it, they're getting either like a yellow and black one, which is or I love the look of, or it's like a solid black one. Yeah, and the melanistic ones that almost that has more to do with sort of the elevation and stuff than anything right. else. And it's a much right. col- it's a much colder climate, I've seen some so they from, have to be darker. From North too. Georgia that are completely black as yeah. well. You know, oh, really? Okay. Yeah. yeah. And I, you say that I was an elevation found... thing. Yeah. Yeah. Typically, okay, gotcha. when you have when you have the cold, the colder areas, cooler temperature snakes, yeah. they almost always end up being darker. I mean, you look at a lot of the Vipera species in right. Europe, you'll notice a lot of the ones that are at much higher elevations are typically a lot darker. Um, Interesting. And that's just, yeah, that's just so they can they get more more energy from sense. the sun that way. Yeah. But I have I've also found I found more cane breaks around here that you could shake a freaking stick at. You know, I oh, and yeah. I have found very dark cane breaks before you know not not as black as you'll find in pennsylvania and areas like that but you know we have i have found very very dark cane breaks but it's also been proven that the venom 
yeah, cane, cane breaks around here are much more potent than cane breaks up north. You know, interesting. They, they have a very, I think they have more neurotoxins in them. Um, cane breaks, cane breaks down here are actually very hot. What like about they, they, uh, have a, they have a very bad venom? Do you guys have but, pygmies um, in South Carolina? Yes, mm -hmm. yes, we have. All right, we have all right. Pygmies. The, I know, I don't know about for you guys. I know the ones we have here, like we're known for having the red ones. Is that like, yeah. is that a North Carolina specific or is that in South Carolina too? No, that's that's a North Carolina thing. Okay, yeah, and I've seen some <clears throat> stunners uh, of those yeah. as well, not in person, but but pictures. Uh, on like the the herb groups it's not just north carolina that you find reds is it i feel like i have found reds well i think he'll set up near augusta there's a pop there's a pocket of well I what's just, interesting is we also yeah. like the the eastern coach whips like we people tend to find a lot of red red ones of those in north mm -hmm. carolina too which is kind of interesting i don't know why i feel like yeah, I, I mean a lot of that stuff is is just a direct result of the habitat and stuff you know Right. Right. Um, yeah, and everything you know, phenotypically uh, you know, speaking, you know, that can vary, you know, based on a lot of but, things. So uh, it looks like you guys are like really into corns now. <laughs> well, first of all, this is Brian Hayes. He is back yes. from BBS. <laughs> oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> so we had him on. It's been a little over a year now. Um, and I, you know, I was I was scrolling through Instagram like a week or two ago, and I, you know, saw something one of the condros that you got, and I was like, man, we need to have Brian on again. Well, I appreciate that. It was um, almost two years ago, actually. Was uh, it really? It was wow. March 2020. Because at the time, oh my, yeah, my uh, my son wasn't even born yet, mm -hmm. and and he's 20 months now. Wow. Uh, so he's getting up there, and and now you know. Uh, my wife is currently like seven months pregnant right now. Oh, really? Wow. Or eight, actually eight, I think. So we've, because huh. we've got another little one uh, due in January. So it's been a while. Dude, have him on the twenty second. That's that's my uh, that's my birthday. We'll see what happens. I think. And I then think name him Jacob. Supposed to be, yeah. Name him Jacob Broads Junior. How weird <laughs> would that be? <laughs> that would be awesome. JB Junior. Yeah, just the JB. Little JB. The JB baby. But yeah, so they'll those... call him Jay Lee. Oh. 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 <laughs> yeah, but so there's been some big changes, you know, uh, with well, not big big changes, but I was gonna say so last since we last like officially spoke on here. Um, Bratz is now Longleaf Reptilia, which <clears throat> really rolls off the tongue. Uh, yeah, you like I'm it? A I'm a fan of it, man. Nice. I'm man, a fan of nice. just the word Longleaf. Like, it just is so silky smooth. It's just, <laughs> just, <laughs> it's just like butter, you know, rolling off the end of the tongue. I'm a big yeah. fan. Glad, glad, like it, man. Good, thank you. But yeah, I've been seeing like a, uh, a, a, a I want to say a good chunk, but really the Morelia community is not like huge. Um, but I've been seeing a a handful of the Morelia guys getting into corn snakes. Uh, yeah, so, there's there's sort of this odd. It's more colubrids. I wouldn't no, say corn snakes, corn snakes in particular too. The, really, there's, there's been a bit of a sort of a resurgence in in corns mm -hmm. as well, of the last couple months. Because if legitimately, you look at the stuff they're working with that stuff yeah. like Mindy has that, that you guys are, I think some of you are getting their, your stuff from, uh, from mm -hmm. Silent Hill. Their oh, stuff yeah. is just. That's not your average uh, pet store corn snake, there. I mean, no, man. I think I think he is a big part of putting corns on. The, yeah, he's got I mean, stuff I've never even heard there. of before. 
Yeah. Never seen it. Never heard of it. JT is, JT is very quickly. They're insane. Climbing. Yeah. He's going to be at the top, top of the ladder as far as corn stuff goes, in my yeah. opinion. Oh, within, absolutely. You know, within only a few seasons, I if think. If he's he'll not be, already. He already, has, he already has the stock to be at the top. Right. You know, but he's, he's got even cooler stuff. Right. right. Well, the and thing the about next... the stuff that he's working with is <laughs> I've never seen anyone else with it. And granted, I'm not like in the world of corn snakes, uh, but the, those morphs and like the the shatter or the, the, yeah. the honey and stuff like yeah. that, I've never even heard of that stuff. I'm just used to like Tesra and, you know, your normal albino and you know, right. snow, right. snow and candy cane or whatever the hell that is. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that sort of stuff. <laughs> Uh, so it's 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 very nice looking. He's got a he's got a stuff. couple flagship animals, I think, like really unique corns yeah. that there's really no other corns around that really look like that, especially with some of his Miami honey stuff. Um, I think that plays a big part in sort of what set him apart. Is that a morph or is that a locality? And he's like taking that and and lining it to look that way. Yeah. So the honey is uh, sunkissed and caramel. It's a combination. Oh, okay. But for whatever reason, when you throw in Miami Miami corns into that, it it really ups the ante for some reason. Huh. Um, I'm still okay, sort of fuzzy on the details. I just know that that honey itself that's that's become probably my favorite combination. Um, dude, that honey molly, because, right? Dude, that <laughs> thing. I'm not gonna lie, that <clears throat> that's one of the nicest corns I've ever seen. Like, I don't know what it is about that snake specifically, but when you showed me that thing, I was like, hey. you know what's awesome is that snake was $95. Yeah, it's, oh it's my awesome. God. It's like one of the dude, best looking corns. It's so nice, it's such a cool dude. Looking morph and it's it is so nice. It looks like an anaconda had a corn snake. It looks like it's a green cool. burp. Yeah. Yeah, that's exactly Yeah, that's it. pretty sweet. It's yeah. awesome, man. Yeah, so... Um, I mean, I'm more into rat snakes than corn snakes. But, yeah, I, I've i always preferred rat snakes over corn snakes. I'm not I mean, exactly sure why. I mean, snakes too, but yeah. But, yeah. Corns uh, are just but, a nostalgia thing for me. Yeah. I love my corns, man. I really do. I have a nice little, I have a nice little group. I've got two and a half localities and... I was in a more project with them, but... They're fun. I like them. <laughs> I like them a lot. Dude, you guys see my buckskins. Like those yeah, so... Wait, what are buckskins? So buckskins... So buckskins are a line of Okatee corn snakes. So you've heard of Okatee, obviously. Oh, yeah. So buckskins are a specific line in Okatee. And I got a pair of outcross, F1 outcrossed buckskins from Tony Don Gara. Tony D? Tony D? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's easier yeah, I got a pair of uh, F1 outcross from him, and oh my god, they are—they're awesome. They're—they're they're like they're insane, wine. dude. I—I'm not gonna lie, they're—they're they're incredible. One of them is actually developing a lot more of the gray because the—that's the thing with the um, the buckskins. They're known for a lot, a really heavy gray uh-huh. in them, and um, one of them's going more that route, and the other one's got this really crazy, like almost like leopardy print going on. He's got like spots on them wild huh. well the, um, the i remember the first time i saw one of those okatee corns is like i'd seen plenty of pictures of them but then when i saw one and actually held one in the friend like in person i was like holy shit you know the yeah. pictures don't do these guys justice no at all uh, but, no. and i was like this is a just an absolutely incredible uh incredible animal 
I really need to get mine out in the sun for some pictures. I've been crazy busy lately working two jobs, but I'm about to quit my second job. So heck yeah. I just got a uh, I got a pair from Mike Kosicki. Um Oh yeah, what'd you get? I didn't know. So those ask you. those came in. It was a female high white Okatee from South from, from Don Soderberg paired to a Amel buff Okatee from Joe Phelan. And so these are like I'd have to I'll have to show you pictures. Are they Amels or are they normal? They're they're Amels. Okay. But uh like really high white. I don't know what it is about high truck. white and corns, but like, that's mom and dad. Holy <clears throat> that high white white one though. That's wow. The male, yeah. Killer pair. So and I mean the buff stuff alone, like yeah, the buff stuff, stuff really just cool. that, that adds a, an extra some some more pizzazz. So when you jump on the corn train, man. Uh I don't think I am. <laughs> you don't think I, you are? No, I added some colubrids this year. That's a fire truck, bud. I added some uh, uh I added a pair of nice morph western hognose this year. Nice. Uh so all right, so let me backtrack a little bit because I'll tell you about the other trade I did. So I produced Three clutches of bull snakes this year, which is pretty cool. Yeah, awesome. uh, yeah, I know. I, I know you've you've been seeing those ones. I keep sending you pics of. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm waiting. We'll I'm get wait. those to you at some point. Yeah, no, I'm super stoked about those, and I'll get you get you some carpets at some point for sure. Yeah, we're gonna it'll, we're gonna get soon. that get that in the works. Uh, yeah, but absolutely. I ended up seeing um, a guy. I don't know if you guys are familiar with. Uh, I think Jay, his name's Jason Taylor of Beyond Genetics. Uh, but he was looking for some bulls, and I had some, and he was willing to trade some more of stuff. So I got a pair of, uh, they're called Super Arctic Condas. Oh, uh, man. Oh, so you got the, the banging hog nest snakes, man. They're, those are, those are they're nice. They're super really nice. Super hogs. They're yeah. very nice. Um, so they're, they, they both recently shed. They kind of look like cookies and cream. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. When, are they, are they both super arctics? Yeah, both super arctic oh. condas. Whereas oh, the male has like a solid stripe, like a solid black stripe down his back with like porthole dots yeah, going yeah, down yeah. the sides. Yeah. Whereas the female is more like a polka dot, where she's yeah. almost more the normal white. anaconda. Baby. Yeah, she's almost solid white, but has like perfect circles all right. over. Honestly, they're just they're they're both beautiful snakes and. That's um, awesome. They're really inquisitive too, for being such so, as so small as they are. Uh, but they're good feeders. Which I had a Western hog a few years ago, just a normal, and it was a nightmare. Um, <laughs> like it didn't, it didn't eat for like six months, and this thing was like smaller than a pencil. Was it a uh, male? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm pretty. The males, the males are. My male was dude. a was a royal pain. They in the just ass eat when they was, want to, dude. That was it's pretty terrible. much it, man. It was like I That's assumed all he it would. Was. Pretty much any any time I offered food, I was like, "You're probably not going to eat this." And then sometimes you would, sometimes yeah, you wouldn't. And that's it's like, exactly how my male was. I had a pair. I had a pair of normal hogs for a while. The female was freaking psychotic. She would eat anything you put in front of her, but the male just kind of ate as he pleased. Right. And yeah, it. and this one, and so that one, like I said, it didn't eat for like six months, and then all of a sudden it started eating and was fine. And I ended up yep. uh, selling it like a couple years ago. And at that point, I was like, ah, <laughs> hogs are cool. They're just not really my thing. And yeah. they were so expensive too. Like, uh, like 
it was kind of crazy how expensive I felt they were when I was going to shows. But I mean, it is what it is. And so, and also that's another thing too is the babies would be super cheap, but like the yearlings were like the the price would skyrocket. And I think it's because of what we were just talking about. It was like they're so hard to. Yeah. I don't want to say get started, but they'll just they, they like are. Said, they can be. You know, <laughs> don't want to eat so i've got a really nice pair of those hogs they're they're a lot of fun and then i had a guy message me about a month or so ago and i only had a couple baby bulls left but he wanted one and then he was like well what else do you keep and i was like oh well uh i'm mainly into morelia you know i was like i i love my bulls but you know my, my real passion is my my carpets and my green trees diamonds uh, he's like, oh, I've got a pair of Beox. And I was like, do you now? Uh, <laughs> and, uh, you had my like, interest, now you have my attention. Yeah, yeah I was like, uh, how attached to those are you? Uh, because I'd had, so I've, I don't want to say I've had bad luck with green trees, but I've my first one, I've had him for like four years, um, and he's awesome. But what happened is he, when he shed... This is over a year ago. He he had like a shed, you know, and you look and I'm like, Oh, I think think this is a female. I posted it up on one of the groups and they're like, Oh yeah, that's a female. Well, I immediately went out and bought this super high dollar designer male. Oh, uh man. and like the we I mean this thing was ex- expensive. Uh and the and it, it like it went back like had lineage to like the national zoo stock. I mean the whole nice. works. And it was an incredible animal. And then, like the week after I had it, my female shed, and they were like the biggest sperm plugs attached to Aww. that shed. And I was just like, "That is the most expensive snake skin I've ever seen." <laughs> uh, and so that snake, I ended up working out a, a trade, a pretty good trade with Adam Hollander, who he's been killing it lately. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and so he's got that male now. He's trying to breed to a Carpondro that came from Tony Jerome. Mm-hmm. Which that 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 would be pretty sweet if he can get those yeah. to go. But so then I end up getting another a Bioc, uh subadult female from Harlan, and I had it for at least eight months, and everything was fine, and it literally just dropped it out of nowhere. Oh, uh, which which kind of crazy. Like I I did notice right before, like the week before it passed away, like it just got super aggressive out of nowhere. I don't know. If anyone's experienced anything like that, they can reach out to me and tell me. But, uh, like, every time I'd walk past the enclosure, it would strike and smack the side. I mean, and it was, like, it was super hyper-aggressive, and then it just died out of nowhere. Uh, so I was like, wow, you know. And then, of course, as you would know, Justin, I know you know this, but, like, how hard is it to find a female green tree python? You know? <laughs> and then if you do find it, it's going to cost you thousands of dollars. Like, and so I was just like, well, shit looks like prices I'm are not, nuts right now. I was like, I'm never going to get an, uh, a green tree python to breed with mine. And so this guy had two and I got really excited because I was like, how into these bull snakes are you? And how attached to your green tree pythons are you? Uh, and we ended up working out a deal and, and they're unsexed, which thankfully, because they're still like yearlings, uh, but it's a red Neo and a yellow Neo Bioc. So fingers crossed, at least one of them will end up being a female. Uh, and because I've got a really nice Jayapura Lara cross that I would like to, I would love my, to try my hand at breeding chondros at some point. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm so anxious to get back to it. 
<laughs> yeah. So what is your group of, of green trees looking like now? I think I have 10. Two of them are, are males for sure. Um, one of them is the sire to that first clutch. Right. And then I've got a couple others that are all in the two to three year old range that are still too small, but I'm hoping that by this time next year, they'll be, they'll be of size and, and good to go. Primed and ready. Right. Mm. Yes. That's, that's uh, exciting stuff for sure. Uh, I think next year, I don't know, man. I, I, the, this, I've got a lot of stuff or not a lot, but I've got a handful of projects that are, you know, supposed to be ready next year, but, they just have not been putting all the size like <clears throat> like I would want, so I'll likely have to end up waiting. Like I've got a, a trio of uh, like a morph project uh, with carpets, and my male is definitely ready to roll, but for some reason both the females are significantly smaller than he is, uh, and so they're just they just haven't been putting on the size. Um, so who who knows what'll happen um, happen with that. Yeah, it's uh, it's been it it sucks because when I lost my adult female, you know, she was the only only breedable snake that I had. So. That was such a kick in the nard. That was. I didn't know you. I didn't know you lost. I didn't know you lost your uh, female. Yeah, it was. Would have been about a year ago. Has it been that long already? I don't know. It can't have been. Do you know? Do you know what happened? So it was. I had had the mail in with her and she went off food and it was about the time that I would be expecting an ovulation or prelay shed. And, um, I didn't think anything of it. And then uh -huh. she ended up over the course of about a, a week, kind of slowly withering away. And then it got to the point where I, I noticed when she was dead, that she had some, some sort of backup. I don't know if it was, <clears throat> um, Egg, egg bound or whatever, but something was damn right. So, because she refused food, and usually when a condor refuses food, I'm like, all right, you're either going in your shed or something's wrong. Right. Well, that's normal, but that's normally when that, I was but that's normally the cycle. Like, food, when they, like when they lay, right? About to lay, they I was always like, okay, food. no big deal. Maybe that means something's yeah. happening, and then it just yeah, so. Dang man, I hate to hear that. I've got I've got a, a couple of snakes that I just know like. Ooh, you know, like there's my babies, you know what I mean? Particularly yeah. like my, my one female diamond like this. Uh, she's my, that's my baby girl. As far as my snakes go, mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Man, anytime I think of diamonds, I think of yours. Oh, dude, I appreciate you that. Have, your diamonds are just out of this world. Oh, man. dude, I, I, you're too kind. I, <laughs> I really was hoping to get more, like at least another pair this year. Uh, but it just never really worked out. Uh, they're not exactly cheap either. No, uh, and no. so something I've really been trying to do this year, I made a promise with myself and also promise with my, my wife that since I, I was able to produce my own snakes this year is that, okay, now I'm, I'm going to try and not actually buy more snakes, but just like let my, the hobby try and fund itself. Right. right. Uh, and so that's, that's what I'm trying to do at this point. Um, mm. And, but then, like I said, so I traded a lot of baby bulls this year, which I'm perfectly happy with. And then I sold, I sold a, a good number of them too and was able to restock my freezer. And so that's really all I can hope for. Uh, you know, that's all I really wanted to breed for other than to make stuff for myself. Um, and that's, 
you know, <clears throat> that's, that's what, that's what I'm in it for is yeah. just to have really is to have the hobby sustain itself. Yeah. And you produced some incredible animals this year, man. I saw oh, some I of the, saw some of the pictures and obviously I'm waiting to get some of those exantics from you, but uh, you really, you really did. You killed it this year, man. You produced some fantastic animals and I saw some people chomping at the bit to get some, get some stuff from you. You post up the last couple I saw, um, saw you did and uh, within hours, man, they were, they were gone. You had people commenting left and right. Oh yeah. I, honestly, like I found out that I enjoyed the snake breeding process. I enjoyed producing them and everything, but I don't like selling snakes. Uh, it's yeah, it's hard, man. It's, it sucks. It, like it the, really does posting them because what what happens is like i'll post them and then immediately i'll get a, a handful of messages and then after like a few hours like because everyone's posting so much they just kind of get lost and so i never want to hear anything else and then you know of course i want to try and like post accurate pictures so then if they're in shed i don't want to post them yeah, right. if you know or uh i wanted the most up-to-date pictures as possible too and i just didn't really enjoy that the way i thought i would and the the whole i, I still have yet to vend a show um oh, but yeah. i in my head i feel like I, it would be better at a show because at least you're talking to people face to face uh, but I don't know because I've, I've heard a lot of people say that they don't like vending shows either. Yeah. I mean, in that well, regard, you yes, also have but... guys, you've got guys that like Billy that like he avoids shipping like pretty much at all costs and he saves all of his stuff for shows. But he yeah. also has a show that's literally like 10 minutes from his house. Right. But he vends. I'm sure it's probably, a big one too. He, he probably, but he vends three, four shows a year. Right. But they're know? all within a, a pretty short distance of his house like yeah he doesn't have to go very far so speaking that's, it's not like which, us where uh, we'd have to go up to columbia or i mean they tell us that far you know, for him like our uh raleigh show yeah. has really been getting interesting lately um uh, i don't know if you guys follow the the boa world at all but um richard delbano of da vinci boas he's been coming up from tampa to north carolina with the best looking boas i've ever seen um and recently, the the guys from Nerd, um, Jeremy and Rob, both moved to North Carolina, mm -hmm. and so they've been. I saw that Jeremy was vending the last uh, Raleigh Raleigh show, and of course, he's got stuff that you know no one else really yeah. down here has. And so it's it's cool to see people coming and bringing something something new. Because uh, lately, I really hadn't even went to any shows just because I know what's going to be there. You know, mm -hmm. it's you know. 95% ball pythons. The mm -hmm. other five, the other 4% are going to be some <laughs> sort of leopard geckos. And then it's like 1% imports. Everything know? else. But yeah. see, that's yeah, why, else. that's why a guy like you would stick out so much at that show. You know what I mean? If you showed up, once you have some captive bred, you know, carpets and more bull snakes, you know, yeah. you show up, you show up at the Raleigh show. Like you're really going to stick out. Like a I lot, so. like people will talk about your table around the show. Well, like, I hope that, so. This is what happens when you have that one that just kind of has stuff that nobody else does. Because that's kind of like, like uh, on that last, I haven't fully finished listening to it, but on that last episode of NPR with, um, I think his name was it Clay Emerson. Clay, yeah, yeah, and that's what he was talking about. Is you know, he's, if he's he's at a show with some crazy, you know high contrast right. uh jungles and and diamond pythons people are gonna like holy shit you know i've never seen that before yeah. that's that that looks amazing mm -hmm. hoping to do something like that um just because there are no carpet breeders at the rep raleigh repticons you know i've seen the the last one i went to i think i saw three albino darwins 
but they everybody told me they're like yeah we bought them off somebody else mm-hmm. you know so they they were probably all clutch mates that they they had all got just to have on the table and so i feel like people i feel like uh car, carpets in general like they just don't get put out there enough mm-hmm. um but you know they just there's similar to the bull snakes you know they've got all sorts of different projects you can go with them you've, you yeah. can line, line breed you've got morphs you've got localities uh and then with with morelia you've got the subspecies which is really awesome I think it's, uh, I mean, it should almost be a requirement that you have something. It doesn't even have to be the actual parents, but like pictures. Yeah. Of what what yeah. these, because I mean, especially with Bairds, prime example, yep. people aren't going to buy Bairds if they don't know what they look like. But if I had pictures of the Loma Altas yep. or the Loma Altas oh, there, yeah, dude. people would be like, okay, I want one. That's why and, it's always good. Like <clears throat> the Okatees that I, the, same, or the, yeah. the, like the, um, with the Buckskins that I bought. Right. I, yep. I would, I was sold on them because he had an adult. Mm-hmm. He had an, an adult yep. buckskin there, and I was like, oh, my God, that's the coolest corn I've ever seen in my life. Yeah. You know, yeah. like, Mine's having the gold pictures are, huh? Mine weren't? I mean, yours are amazing, dude. I love yours. <laughs> but I'm sorry. Those buckskins are. <laughs> my locality cool. project corn? No, I love, dude, I love my Ladies <laughs> Island corns, out, boy. I, I really love nice, playing with them. I love messing with them, dude. Yeah, they're, and so with, so cool. it'll, I still have a few more years before I'm going to be like at shows with a, a lot of stuff, mm-hmm. you know, because I've got a ton of really cool projects, but they're all still sub adults right. uh, is, is the biggest issue. And so that's something like even, even an, a, animals as, as striking as high, like a really nice jungle, you know, they're like black and white babies, you know? Mm-hmm. So, and if you look <laughs> at that, there's nothing special really about a baby jungle carpet python, but right. almost everybody, agrees that a nice jungle is just phenomenal you know uh and same with diamonds i mean even baby yeah, I mean, diamonds you can't ignore them yeah even even as as crazy as some of the, some diamond pythons are like as bay as babies they like they're black snakes with like dark yeah. gray specks on them you know? really, the carpets are not like i think they're growers. I think showers, IJs. Yeah. I think IJs stick out the most as babies because they're just like yes. they're red, red. You know, they're on fire. You know, people think they're so cool, but like even those, they glow up, quote unquote, as you would say too. But carpets are a perfect example of only getting better with age because most carpet babies do not look nearly as good. And in my opinion, you know, even pop wins don't look as good as babies Anything as they do as adults, but because they're that fire red color, like they are more yeah. attractive to people as babies. Anything that goes through a serious color change or color shift from adulthood, yeah. like it, yeah. it'd be kind of stupid to not have something yeah. to show like, right. Hey, this is what they're going to end up looking like. And that's like, that's Lee why, Abbott's a good example. Yep. Cause he at Daytona, he bends and he either brings an adult, that produced the babies he's selling to show you what they right. look like as adults, or he has pictures that show you the adults that produced them. And so I always ask, context. man, whenever I buy stuff, I'm like, can I see, can I see your <clears throat> yeah. adults? You know, right. like looking at rat snakes, you know, cause I'm really into locality rat snakes now. And it's like, can I see your adults? Well, especially with like, Cause they're not all you know, the same. Just to you know? piggyback off what you said, being into localities, you know, all the, the bull stuff I produced this year was all morphs. But the animals I ended up holding back were the hypos, which still had their wild type patterning mm-hmm. on them, which yeah. is so interesting. Is like because in a in a clutch full of like white little worms, you know, those are the ones that stood out the most to me. And uh, mm-hmm. and then seeing in the I hatched out three just straight hypos, and they all looked vast, so vastly different. I was like, oh my god! Like I was like, I have to hold these back and keep keep mm-hmm. see what I, what can I do with this? What can I do with yeah. this? Uh, and that's something that that really excited me and. Um, may, I think may, there might be even a shift uh, 
in the hobby maybe from people moving more away from the morph stuff more to just the, mm-hmm. the oh, yeah. and again it could just be in the i'm in a small <clears throat> circle and it could be that you know that's what i'm into but i know for sure with morelia i definitely want to be at, at, at our at my local shows with that stuff to yeah. just expose people to it um because on, before i got into carpets i could i only had seen a, a small handful of them uh you know there just weren't many out there but there's such such incredible stuff you know the red projects the red coastals is something i'm super excited about yeah uh and and i've oh yeah that's one i'm I'm really into i think that's my my probably my favorite carpet project at the moment is the red coastal yeah we need Uh, to get eric on to talk about those i I love my i love my eric hernandez eric Eric hernandez yeah oh i was like well hell both of them that's the that's the the king of reds man oh uh, i I told him that the other day like every i don't post the female i have from him that often just because she's hard to photograph she uh, is really flighty uh but like every time she sheds i'll just send him a bunch of like random half-ass pictures and like dude (laughs) and i was like dude like look at this because i don't think there's a snake i've seen of that he has produced that wasn't just made you do a double take oh yeah and i was just with Uh, yeah i'm fine sorry and it's really really interesting because i've got two really nice females uh, they're the MBB line. Mm-hmm. One's from Eric Hernandez and the other's from Eric Burke. Uh, and what's interesting is to see, even though they're, they're still MBB red jags, you know, they're still from the same line or whatever, just to see how Eric Hernandez has, has branched his stuff versus with what uh, Eric Burke has done with, with his stuff. And I think I think his female, Molly, was produced by Jason Balin. He's, he's talked about her a ton. But uh, it's just so so interesting, even between them, to see the variability because the one I have from Eric Hernandez is so bright. I mean, mm-hmm. he, I, I really expected her to, like, dull a little bit, but she's like a citrus orange. Um, I believe it. But yeah. she's crazy bright, whereas – the one I have from Eric is this crazy clean bone white carpet, which I love, but the reds in that one are more of like a brick red. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. But it's just such a clean, high white animal all over that it's such a, that one's a really special one. Uh, for yeah, sure. I know exactly what animal you're talking about. That thing is white. Yeah, like, uh, ivory. Uh, yeah. Like I think it's crazy, man. It's, yeah, it yeah. definitely darkens up when it's getting into shed. But like well, when yeah. I post it, I po- of course I post it right after shed, of so course, it looks the best. You have to, you know. Yeah. <laughs> but that one, that is just. And, and as far as my collection goes, I'm the most excited about to see how that one matures. I think, uh, and who knows what what'll happen because when I first got it, it didn't have a single black scale on. Uh, and now it does have some black in the saddles, but it's still like refined into there. So it's still just such a ridiculously clean animal. Uh, so that one's exciting. I, I have a, a red male as well from that's a, technically, I think it's part of the Lemke line coastals from Michael Pinnell. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that one, um, that one, he, it's from his line of red, but it's honestly, it's just a super, it's got a really nice stripe on it, but it's super heavily tipped in like silver. Um, so it has a lot of white and silver on it. So I, I don't know if I want to pair that to either of them. I would rather just have that go to something differently, just another striped coastal project rather than pushing that into the red stuff. Yeah, man, it's 
like look i'm looking at your instagram right now yeah. and like i i don't know what it is about the diamonds that just don't have a lot of black to them i really that like just, the reduced pattern diamonds i, I yeah whatever that is yeah that yeah like i don't i don't know if Ridiculous. anything about what line it is or anything like that but that to me is i like that way more than the dark diamonds well, yeah. it's funny you say that because as much as I love mine, I, now I want some that are not reduced pattern, just because I've, I've kind of come. <laughs> oh to yeah, because like the you, because that's the thing, that, and that's what I've loved, and that's like what I'm trying to do with like my colubrid stuff is have like when you get into something like you know specific like diamonds or rat snakes, you know, you almost want to cover all the spectrums, you know. So you yep. want your reduced patterns, and you want your yep. High patterns. You want your dark ones and you want your light ones. You know, I wish I had every bloodline. Yeah, yeah. I wish I had every bloodline. And what's interesting is even even with diamonds. I mean, if you look at different people's stock, like it looks different. If you you know my my pair were from Greg Heim, uh, and mine looked the way mine do. And then if you look at the people who got stuff from Terry Burwell, theirs looks different. Like mm -hmm. I, there's a few there's a few animals that I can I can look at pictures of and say oh i know terry bear will produce that yep. and then also the psychotic exotic stuff looks a little different the stuff uh josh easter is producing looks a little bit different like the you know like some of the ones that andy has uh yeah. it's just it's really subtle things but you can tell that they came from different places um and then mine so my I think what there's a few that are really that, that are special uh, to me, and one is my my female. Um, obviously, Martin Roseman has just an out of this world, out oh, of this yeah. world collection. Yeah. Um, and then Adam Hollander has he has some that came from Greg that are also where mine came from. And what's interesting about those is they're not just black and yellow or black and white; they're they're all three colors. Uh, and so mine are largely black and yellow however the rosettes on them are white and i think that's what makes my the female pop whenever i post pictures of her particularly outside she looks so crazy i mean sometimes it kind of like wigs your eyes out you know when, mm. when you look at her uh and that's because it's, it's you know super black and yellow and also the thing about them is the blacks on them is just so black i mean yeah. it's like dark velvet black i mean you're looking into the void when you're looking into those things <laughs> uh and i and i love that uh i love that a lot i just i really really would like to to get more diamonds i only have a pair but i tell people all the time that they're my favorite favorite species i of just snake, i don't know out. that i would be able to keep them like temperature wise i don't think i could i could get them where they need to be well you treat them like a colubrid but give them a uh a heat lamp and a, a baskin sponder yeah i just I, mean, I don't i don't and yeah, it, it's definitely. I don't want to. I don't, I don't know. I probably won't get too much into it because I've only had mine for three years. And, you know, I'm by no means an expert, just a purveyor of fine diamond pythons. I don't know. I just love them. Uh, <laughs> I'm just an appreciator, a connoisseur, if you will. Uh, but it, it seems to be not difficult, but just different. Um, it's just, just, just different. It's almost like you want to treat them like a mix between a python and a colubrid as far as what you do mm -hmm. with them for cooling them. But see, it's, I see the difficulty because like colubrids, you can put them in a smaller container, put them in your garage and forget about them for three months. You know what I mean? I, it, like, it's not it's, but it's not winter. like that with diamonds. Like you have to have them in a, in a room 
you know, that is yeah. cold I mean, and that you can give them a bashing pot with their regular cage, that's you know. That's why I don't have any of the bamboo it's, rats. I would love to have some of those, but I yeah. just, I, I don't have anywhere to put them. Like, I could keep them somewhere else in the house, but I know that wouldn't go over well with the life. Right. Like, yeah. my room is too hot for them. And that's one of the reasons, like, I'd love to eventually have diamonds. I mean, there's also a long list of other stuff I'd love to have, but I just don't know that I'd be able to keep diamonds where right. they need to be because i think my room ambient wise is now that the aki take cages in there it's just it's too hot in there yeah, yeah. i'll be honest with uh, <clears throat> i don't know i really wasn't gonna say anything but lately i've been kind of getting paranoid honestly about the way i've been keeping mine just from hearing like other people talk about how they're keeping theirs and so but then again mine are, mine are still young uh and so they're definitely i cooled them last year um and I definitely am going to cool them again this year. I think I'm going to keep them like with a calendar this year. Mm-hmm. And I want to like every night when I turn their light off, I want to temp gun the snake itself, write it down. And then in the next morning when I turn it back on, I want to temp gun them. And I just kind of want to keep some data uh, just to see because last, so last year, the Get those little they, data loggers, those little goodies. Yeah. So last year, the coldest they got was on Christmas night. And what I did was we went and stayed at our in-laws house overnight. And so I turned the power, not the power, but I turned the heat off in my house entirely, like the whole house. Uh, and then they were in my cold room with my bull snakes. And when the next morning I came back and my house was freezing. And when I went in there and temp gunned them, they were both in the thirties and they were still moving oh. around. Uh, they're moving. Yeah. Oh yeah. I posted a picture. There's a picture oh, of that on man. my Instagram too. I think one was 36 degrees Fahrenheit and the other was like 38. But they were they were like moving like uh like it was nothing, uh which is pretty incredible. Yeah. Uh, it it would be it would be a lot easier if you could straight up do them like that like the whole year like not have to give them the Baskin spot but you know then obviously you know they're they're gonna they're gonna die. Um, but that would be that'd be really cool if you could just keep them cold the whole winter. But they definitely yeah. have to have to heat back up. Yeah. I've, I don't know if you not, guys have started like cooling stuff. Yeah. I do, yeah. I've got about 20-ish snakes stacked up over there under a sheet. Yeah. I haven't moved. They've been cooling for about two weeks now. Yeah, I started about two weeks ago, like, giving them a night drop. Um, I haven't moved any of my colubrids straight up out of my snake room yet. But because I have mainly Morelia in there, um, I'll cut the heat off at night pretty much when I get home from work uh, and then I'll just cut it back on in the morning when I go. So they'll definitely are dropping down into the low seventies, which is what mm-hmm. my house is just set at anyway. Uh, but I give them their last, like my, my one and a half year old and up animals, their last meal, like last week or so it was like the day after Thanksgiving. Uh, and that's usually when I'll stop it. And then I think, so Usually what I what I've been doing is I'll give them their last meal like Thanksgiving or so, and then I'll give them like a, a week, sometimes maybe two, to wear around uh, the first like weekend in December, like maybe this weekend mm-hmm. is when I'll move them out. So I know they've had time to clear their system out. Right. And I walked in there earlier and saw I had some rat snake shit I needed to clean up. So uh, that's that's like a sign, you know, for me. It's like okay, you know what? They had their last meal. Their systems are cleaned out you know, let's, let's go on and get them out of here and, and get them to cool in. And I don't, I don't think I'm going to breed pull snakes again next year. Uh, we'll see. Um, but I'm still going to cool them anyway. Yeah. Uh, and, and see what's going to happen now there, but there's, a, there's still a lot I need to do, uh, in my snake room and, uh, all sorts of stuff. I've got to figure out some sort of locking mechanism now for my racks. 
Um, I've got, like I said, my, my son is tiny, tiny hands. Yeah. He, uh, he, he loves the snakes, which I'm super excited about, but he loves them when I'm at work too. Yeah. So, yeah. uh, so, you know, they'll, you know, they'll go in there and he's trying to open the racks and, you know, all sorts of stuff. And that's just, just not good. Being you know, a kid. Yeah. yeah he, and he's just, you know, he's doing his own thing, but I've had to go herping in my snake room a couple of times now. Um, oh, fortunately. No. Yeah. Uh, yeah. you like yesterday I came home and like, I walked in there and I closed the door and I had some like wood lined up on the wall and I looked up and there was the only ball python I own was climbed was somehow at the top of it like perched on I was like how did you even get up there but luckily I, it was right there in my face so I was able to, to get him and put him back um, but yeah those guys are pretty good climbers uh, apparently so how much do you love those rhino rat snakes oh man you there. got rhinos yeah yeah I got I a pair from Owen that. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, so I was able to work out. I ended up sending Owen. I sent Owen a Woma Python like maybe two years ago. I, I had a male Woma, and I, it was just one of yeah, those things. Yeah, I remember it. I remember uh, uh, talking to you it, about that. Yeah, it was just one of those things where I was like, it's a cool snake, but it doesn't do anything for me. That, and it would bite me, you know, like <laughs> almost 100% of the time when I held it. Um, and so I ended up sending that to him because I know he was trying to produce them and in return, well, I just basically told him, I was like, one day you're going to produce something I want, you know? And so I ended up, we ended up working out a trade and for a good deal on a pair of rhinos. Um, and th- that's how I got those. And those guys are awesome. I start actually, so when I first got them, I was just feeding them fish because that's what he was feeding them. Like the little ruby reds. I put I like, switched over yet. yeah, I just yeah. put them in their water bowls, you know, and they were like, they're less than a dollar a piece. I want to say they're less than 50 cent a piece. Uh, really cheap. And they, I just put them in the water bowl, come back the next day and they're gone. And that, but now they eat, they're eating like small mice. Um, and they're probably the best feeders I have. Uh, Dude, I mean, they're they are, monsters. Nice. When they're on. Yeah. Like, oh yeah. Oh my God. Like mine I will don't... chase it out of the tub. Like if yeah. I'm out on chongs, yeah. like they will follow yep. it. Fast Same too. Yeah. That's like everything else. I've kind of got to, you know, you got to like do the little, do the little puppet dance yeah, with it. Dance. <laughs> Not the rhinos. You, I literally just, I stick the tip of my tongs inside their tongue mm-hmm. and they come and get it. Uh, they're, they're incredible feeders. And what's interesting is so, so one of mine has a yellow chin. The other has a white chin. I don't know if that'll change as they go, but one of them's almost completely green. And the other one also has barely even started changing colors, uh, which is interesting because they're from the same exact clutch. Uh, hmm. it's kind of interesting. I don't know which is which though. I got them mixed up at one point and I haven't tried sexing them since. They, yeah, uh, yeah. They're kind of tough <laughs> too because they have like male and females. They have really long tails. So oh, it's kind of hard to tell. They're fast. I don't know about, body. I don't know about yours, but mine are super flighty. And maybe it's because I don't handle no, them Mine a are lot. super chill, man. Mine, yeah, mine are really, really sick. curious. Dude, mine will... You'll be holding them and they'll seem chill and they'll like instantly straighten their body entirely out and literally just shoot out of your hand. <laughs> uh, like they'll they'll just be like, I'm trying to find my camera. They'll be like curled up and they'll just and they'll they'll shoot like in a straight line like that hmm. and literally just zip out of your hand. Uh, so you got to be careful. Mine are, mine are that, super that's chill. the one thing I noticed about those types of colubrids, like your Jansenai and your rhinos. Oh, I love the those, Jansenai by the way. move so differently than any other snake. <clears throat> Most snakes kind of like do like a wiggle when they move. The Jansenai, like that day, it's that one snuck past you. Mm-hmm. It was like like 
you know, Brian saying it moved in like a straight line. They're just kind of like, yeah. like it's just weird how yeah. it moves. Yeah, because it's they crazy. climb so much, they're just versatile like that. Yeah, they're, they're so just smooth with the movements you know? too. Mm-hmm. They're just so I love mine though. I'm supposed Dude, to get. You're, 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 you've got me on the jazz tonight, man. I'm, I'm supposed to get lie. two of so another pair of rhinos from Terry. At really? Some point. Yeah. I'm yeah. I'm sending him the cyania pair and he's sending me a pair right now nice that's a good trade uh i remember i think i've told this story maybe on the last last time i was on with you guys but when i fell in love with uh the rhinos was at owen's house for that southeast carpet fest and he like uh and right after he showed me that he like pulled out his rough scale like it was like the holy grail like as he's like very carefully just lowering it into my hands and i'm just like oh this is cool but i really like that rhino (laughs) and he had like the most disgusted look on his face (laughs) like like he couldn't believe that i came into his house and insulted him in such a way and he just had this look on his face like how dare you just they're such cool snakes man like rhinos were a dream species i remember seeing the old pro exotic ads for those when they first like when they were first brought into the country and the u.s and stuff and pro exotics was one of the you know the first people first groups to to actually produce them and i thought it was like the coolest thing ever and didn't think i'd ever i'd ever actually own any they're awesome dude and now to see them yeah there's more people breed them now more than ever and they're only getting more popular and have you seen the blue ones yeah (laughs) there's some some if you ask rob stone and matt most about that they they call bullshit on the legitimacy of the actual of it actually being a line Mm -hmm. because rob has rob has some that are blue you know but to say that there's like some mystical line out in europe of blue rhinos oh so they think it's just they kind of say it's just kind of bullshit you think it's just kind of a phenotypical thing just yeah because i mean my biggest male he's he's pretty blue yeah he's got a lot of blue and i've seen seen that with my own with my own eyes that bitch blue the the pictures (laughs) of these quote-unquote blue rhinos that i've seen are like crazy blue though like it's not yeah, like the blue that's in their scales i mean it yeah. looks like those pit vipers that are like right. sea blue like like the color of i don't know they're just like blue as shit uh but they're also crazy expensive and i didn't know if it was like one of those things where like oh the parents of this green tree python were blue here pay this exorbitant price for it yeah. for it and just be yeah green anyway. i mean there, there may be something to it to an extent but from from talking to rob and matt about it they both are kind of like yeah, they have more blue. But to a, say that it's a it's dedicated a line, line they're right? Like, I, I don't, they don't buy it. So right, yeah. But they would know more than, uh, more than I. I trust Rob's judgment, and when it comes to rhinos, especially like Rob dude, honestly, that, Rob, if Rob Stone tells me something, I'm going to believe it. Yeah, I was going to say something about it, something about like, Rob. Like I just believe everything. Like, yeah, I, I, I won't question not, anything. I'm Rob's not going to question. Go hiking with him; he'll lie to you all the time. Like, dude, only a hundred more feet. Oh, dude, Only I would love yards. to go hiking Only with Rob. Shut up. And then after 300 yards, they're like, what happened? What? See, that's right. for you. For me, I would love that. You wouldn't have to tell I'm me. I'm fat and out of shape. Farther. Leave me alone. You wouldn't have to I'm tell me how much farther we have because I'm just going to keep going, man. I, I wanna, do. Oh, I want to get back out Rob there so bad. bad. I want to get back out to Texas bad. Dude, <sighs> I would herp circles around you so fast. Let's go. I'm like, I say, say you're like a you're, what, you're like a full time harper now. By the way, like you're gonna be in <laughs> yeah. the same car. So nah, you're gonna be going wherever that. we go. Huh? You'd be in the same vehicle. How can you herp circles around us when we're all going to the same place? Because he just, he I just didn't has say that. around. I didn't say around y'all. I said around you. Oh, Probably. Really? <laughs> I'm a very lead. When it comes to trips like that, I'm 
I'm very much like it's a vacation and yeah, it's a herbing trip. I just I wander it's very leisurely. I, I wander a lot, man. I get he just knows I, where to look. I, I get I get distracted. I just enjoy the time just... off and being there. Like there the herbing you go. is it's for the too, camaraderie. But it's also hanging out with my boys. Yeah. The the real you spend all that time looking for all these fancy things, but the real treasure is the friendship That's you make right. along the way. Nah, uh, fuck the that. snakes I can't take home. The, <laughs> the memories I've crafted with my buddies. No, yeah, I'm and... I'm going for a target species. I don't care who's there. Our target okay. species was Border Patrol. They... Is there has there been anything uh, Bros, I know you're doing a ton of herping out there in South Carolina. Has there been anything that's been eluding you that uh, you really been wanting to find? The, I mean, the main Losing things that I've, uh, the main species that are eluding me. I've, what did you say? <laughs> I didn't hear you. What did you say? I, I don't know. I heard he, I heard he lost his virginity before his dad did. <laughs> I, I heard. I don't when, even know what that means. I heard that when Brats when <laughs> Brats day, turned eighteen and moved out of his parents' house, he popped, uh, <clears throat> you know put his hand on his dad's shoulder and said, "You're the man of the house now." <laughs> Knowing his dad, that's hilarious because his dad would beat his ass in, in a street fight. Uh, they RV. say when they say when Bratz was born, the uh, doctor looked at his mom and was like, "Congratulations, it's a man." <laughs> <laughs> it's a man. <laughs> Congratulations, it's a circus freak. I'm gonna try. I'm gonna start, keep telling these. I'm gonna try and turn Brats into like the the Chuck Norris of the reptile hobby. Dude, that would be awesome. Just for no reason, Are just trying to make think of that guy. <laughs> yeah. Because I, it's funny because I would be the last guy to be that. Brats touched a corn snake, and that's how we got the scaleless. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know. I don't know about all that. Oh my god! Speaking of which, have you guys seen that scaleless cobra? Oh, oh my yeah, God. that scrotum. Yeah. yeah, I saw that penis around here too. Oh man, I, I was, I to be it honest, looked all yeah, too familiar. I didn't have like, oh God, there's nothing oh, rare God. about that. Like, hey, I see one of those all the time, daily. Did oh, we put man. Jergens on that one too? Oh, jeez. Why is it covered in baby oil? Why is it covered in baby oil? <laughs> Dude, okay, now, I thought about that the other day. Going back to like one of the first guests we had was Eric Burke. We were talking about a koala in a shirt or something. And Justin just throws out, a, why is it covered in baby oil? And I just... <laughs> Why is it sticky? <laughs> this this is, is that, so is this is random, one? but I just remembered. Uh, I've got two younger brothers. Uh, one of them's nineteen. You just remember that you had brothers? Well, no, it's just a funny story. We were talking. We we're talking about Jergens and stuff like that. One of them, he was. Uh, he told me that my my youngest brother, he's nineteen, told me that our other brother, who's twenty one, give him a a coupon for some KY jelly. He was like, "Here, go and tell him I sent you." <laughs> I don't know why, but that, it cracked me up so much. I was like, what the <laughs> my brothers are, uh, there's something else. That's wild. Yeah. But speaking <laughs> of which, my, uh, my one brother, so he works for the city of Burlington, uh, where we live. And he's saying his job is to go read people's water meters. Uh, but yeah. he sends me pictures of snakes every day, like multiple times a day. Uh, so if you want to find, and usually they're decays, you know, brown snakes, but the last few days, I think, actually, I think today he sent me two different, uh, earth snakes. 
Uh, so I think that's a good place to look if you want to try and find a snake is just go flip up your uh, your your water meter thing in your front yard. Uh, I know I've well, never seen they, snakes, you, but you won't see them because you want to. It's you. Yeah. Like that's right. just how it is. If There's you're a hopper and you go looking for it. snakes in all these places that people that see them every day see them, you're not going to oh, see Oh, yeah. I, I've, I the, know any other curse. time I've flipped them up, I definitely find black widows under them pretty consistently. Oh, yeah. Um, but I'm not really looking for those. But I'm sure with you guys, like I'll see people post like stuff on Facebook all the time. And you're like, oh my God, look at the snake that's in my yeah. garage. Yep. And I'm and like, like, why the coolest can't that looking copperhead you've ever seen in your life? Yeah. yeah. Or most of the time it's just a nice, uh, just a nice looking, you know, black rat or something like that. But oh, be, oh yeah, I'll see people post like, you know, what is this snake? And it's like some yeah. crazy aberrant, you know copperhead or something like that whereas like yeah. people like us would be like over the moon if we found there's something a, like that there's a south carolina identification group and i see so many cool looking corns yeah and, like, it's like, Edisto, you... like places that are hours away and it's like damn it the worst oh, is when yeah. it's a dead snake that they just <clears throat> killed and it's like oh my god that was the nicest corn i've ever seen in my life yeah like, yep. why did you do or that? just killed... corals in the next neighborhood over yeah that's actually oh, happened god. and it's like i you know once again i I wish I saw corals more. Yeah. There's apparently oh. a ton of them. My neighbors see them all the time. I don't ever see any. I've never seen one. Uh, never. But I don't even, uh, well, we do have them, just not around where I live. Uh, the cool stuff that are in North Carolina is like more coastal uh, yeah. than, than where I'm at. I'm pretty center, central in the state here. But yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw somebody post, like, they saw, like, like, what is this? And it's like a solid white, like a leucistic eastern hog. <laughs> like, what? Like, what? <laughs> what? Like, what? Yeah. Or, like, even some crazy water snakes that would be, just be like, just stunners, you know? Mm -hmm. And I'm like, why does this never happen to me? You know, people all the time, like, <clears throat> send me pictures of snakes they find at their house. And I'm like, why? Why, why, why? You know, unfortunately, I was like, I've seen one snake. So I saw, I've seen two snakes in my house, and one of which was one that my wife accidentally chopped with a, mm. a spade while doing some gardening. It was just a tiny, tiny little earth snake. And the other was a rather large black rat that was two doors down in the middle of the road, and somebody had fucking run it over. Like, mm. it, was just, it was just coiled up, and it was. And then I've actually on a street near my house because there's a there's a lake like at the beginning of my neighborhood, so stuff like turtles and whatnot come from there. And I've stopped twice to try and help stuff out of the road, and literally as I'm walking to it, somebody will run it over. And I'm just like, why? Just why, dude? Uh, yeah. Then you jump in front of the car, dude. I literally hit anything did, hit me, so I can. I literally you. did that the other day. I was at work, so like with my job, I go into a lot of private subdivisions to look at construction sites so i see a lot of there's a lot of private ponds in these things so i get to see a lot of oh uh -oh. Uh -oh. his phone died or he dropped out he'll be back i think he accidentally clicked in you like privates i'll hold that thought what what he says you like privates no. wait no you're not oh my god i'm not using the jug did something just happen for you guys too, or is that just me? I think I was. Just you dropped here. out. Yeah. Okay. I figured either I was... your phone died or something happened. No, it just <clears> randomly like just closed like the whole program. The last I thing I heard do... was you said you enter these subdivisions. As the last he enters private. Yeah. yeah. No, I go into a lot of private subdivisions, like neighborhoods and communities and stuff. Like they're all gated, and you know, so there's not a lot of traffic and stuff. But there's also some of them are very 
wooded like they're very natural still you know but they have a lot of freshwater ponds because all of their runoff needs to go somewhere so i get a lot of stuff crossing roads and literally the other day i had a had a box turtle or yellow belly slider in the middle of this road and when a busy subdivision i whipped over on the side of the road and jumped out and right as i was getting out somebody was coming out i was like hold up you know i had the they lights just, on gotta, like, wave down. yeah they got they're like oh what's the stormwater guy out here taking care of turtles you know yeah why not yeah, yeah why not yeah, yeah honestly dude, i'm your inspector boy what are you doing captain planet dude it's so <laughs> so jacked up but like at the on the road to turn into my neighborhood like i said that's right by that this like a uh, big lake oh, it's not a big lake but it's a lake uh, i was the the biggest snapping turtle i've ever seen in my life and it was dead on the road somebody oh, running over no. but it, it, this shit dude this thing was so big they though, probably thought it was a rock how do you I run would be that scared over, to, yeah that's what i'm saying like I drive it. I have a truck. Like I drive a Tacoma. I would be scared to run hey, something that big too. over. Yeah. Shout out. Hashtag Tacoma gang. Uh, Tacoma <laughs> gang. Boy. Yo uh, gang. Yeah. We, uh, but yeah, it was so big though. I, I like was looking at it. I was like, I would be scared to run anything over in my vehicle because I'm scared to like destroy the undercarriage of my car. Like that's going to break my oil pan. But it was so yeah. fucking big. And I was like, who does that? Who, yeah. why, why just but it, anyways that's that's a whole nother rant snuck uh, up on them like even <laughs> if you don't like turtles like like or or wildlife in general like why run shit over I uh, they did that study with the fake turtles and fake snakes and like a lot of people actually went out of their way to hit those decoys yeah yeah, yeah a lot of it's like swear. turtles i turtles i really don't understand because yeah like, turtles never hurt anybody turtles. yeah like what's your point of the turtle like I understand people are like if you're you're afraid of snakes, but like come on, like like why why a turtle? I know, I just don't I just don't get it. Some people just swerve. Some people just I've literally heard people a guy go, I just like killing shit. Oh yikes! Yeah. That was literally his answer. Is like I just like killing shit. Like dude, you're yeah, an he's asshole, in jail now. Right? I mean, when you're in a <laughs> yeah. to have a night with your cousin. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the, get in the way. there's a there's a specific type of people that say stuff like that, and yeah. typically they're not doing well for themselves. Typically, their sister uh, is also their mom. Oh my! God. <laughs> Wait a minute. Hold up. I'm trying to do the math on that one. Wait. I'm over here like with my hand, like trying to figure out like His sister is 14, a, 14 years older, to be exact. Yeah, it's like I was like, wait a you minute. You know, now. when your mom's your dad and your dad's your brother. Yeah, and you're like your grandpa's. You're also your uncle. Like, you know, like when your sister or when your girlfriend has a twin sister, so you got confused and you accidentally fucked her dad. Oh, I just accidentally closed that again. You're can you guys see me? Still, we can still hear you. Okay, I didn't mean to do that. Oh, wait, what is happening? I don't know. Like, Jake, yeah, we can see you now. Dude, I'm sorry. I got it. He was he was about to say something. You start talking about. About step bros and I don't know relations, and he gets excited. <laughs> How was it being on NPR though, man? Like I know you—that's happened between the first time we had you on and now. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, you've been on there a handful of times. I'm pretty sure. I think twice, maybe three times. Yeah, no big deal, you know. Uh, to be honest, I—I <clears throat> I was not expecting Eric to ask me if I wanted to come on there, um, just because, like, I. I don't know of anybody else who had been on there and who had not bred snakes before. And so while that's not like a written requirement, I don't think yeah. like it just kind of seems like, why would anyone want to hear from me? Like, what do I have to add to the conversation? So it was such a, such a really an honor 
I felt like because that was the first reptile podcast that I started listening mm-hmm. to. Um, that was the first one I really started listening to, and I still I still listen to them. Uh, I don't listen to a lot of the like offshoots of it of NPR Network mm-hmm. nowadays. Uh, I do like the Reptile Fight Club a lot. Yeah, I listen to every episode uh, of that one. Yeah, I really enjoy show. I really enjoy the Reptile Fight Club, but that's <laughs> that's about the only only other one I'm I'm listening to. Um, but that was it was a good time. It was a good time coming on there. But uh, I was definitely surprised that Eric asked me if I wanted to come on. Like I knew eventually I'd be on there. Uh, just because if you're in the hobby long enough, I felt like it's bound to happen. Yeah. But but uh, it was something I was super excited about, super proud of. But then again, that's that's how I felt when uh, you guys asked me if I wanted to come on for the first time too. Uh, so yeah, and it's it's kind of funny that it like that's kind of the default thought now is like I have to breed in order to right to be, like, to be somebody. Ex- yeah. 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 Because, I mean, to me, especially if you're keeping diamonds, there's not a ton of people. Keep, I mean, there's, yeah, there's a good bit of people keeping diamonds, but there's not a ton of people keeping diamonds. And so it's like, I feel like any information from anybody that's had any sort of extended time with them, you know, past a year or whatever, like their yeah. input and the way they're doing it matters too, because clearly and, they're doing it right if they're still alive. And, you know. yeah, and I'm doing, I don't, I feel like I'm doing mine slightly different than other people do theirs. And I don't want to go too far into it because it might be something that ends up horrible for me. <laughs> uh, but I'm doing some. I feel like it's, it's just sli- just not quite the same as what everybody else is doing. Uh, and that's not because I'm trying to be different or anything. It just is what it is. Um, so we'll, we'll see. But it's something that definitely weighs, weighs on me for sure. Um, because they are such an awesome species like we we're saying earlier and they are different um but i've been also when i say i'm trying them differently is i've also been trying all my other carpets different too uh so i've been keeping i've been keeping all my carpets i think cooler than maybe most mm-hmm. people do just straight up year round just kind of keeping them a little bit cooler uh than what they do you know going for just a uh, an ambient most of the time with the night drop um uh, so we'll, we'll see. We'll see what happens because you never know. I might wake up one day and all my shit's dead. So and I then, don't know. Over time, man, if there's anything I've learned with, with chondros and some of the other stuff is like reptiles in general. I mean, snakes in, in particular. And we're barring like the, the exceptions, obviously. Like a lot of that stuff just doesn't need to be kept any higher. Right. Like I think the hottest maybe my Rex might get is 85. But even then, I, tr- I tend to keep my stuff even yeah. than that. Oh yeah. And I mean my green trees, they get a night drop, mm-hmm. you know, because they're in the same room with everything else where normally they're just heated ambiently during the day mm-hmm. with a with a heater. But I cut that heater off. So my chondros have been getting getting cold at night too. Yeah. My so uh we'll see, you know, just because when I think about chondros, I think more of like the food cycling in a wet and dry season more than like mm-hmm. a hot and cold. So we'll see what happens because I'm not really trying to, I'm not trying to breed carpet or dot green trees at the moment. You know, I've just got my male who's ready and that's it. Uh, I, my, my, oh, go ahead. Sorry. I no, I was going to say, I, I did try and throw them in with like a random carpet to see if, if they did any sort of combating or anything like that, but they didn't do anything. They just sat there looking at each other. Uh, same yeah. with that, that <laughs> what massive, the hell was I doing? <laughs> same with that like obese uh, IJ I got. 
you know, that one yeah. I know I've been telling you about, I've got like a huge, huge IJ. Um, I mean, and, and it was sold to me as a male, but I have a feeling it's a female and I probed it, but I'm not a great prober. Uh, and it kind of was an in-betweener. Uh, and I haven't tried it again, but it's the, it's, Nahishi. yeah, it's, and it's, it's fucking huge. Uh, obviously very, very obese. I um, mean, you can feel it when you, when you look at it, but when you feel it, you can feel it doesn't. You're like, oh, this is a fat snake. You can feel a squishy snake, you know, when you're mm, holding it. Right. Uh, and I've thrown some other random stuff briefly in with that just to see. But it was like, oh, well, here, I know this is a male. Here's what, let me see what will happen. Like, will you guys combat or you do anything? And even with that, nothing's happened. Uh, but I really don't want to breed that unless I have another nice IJ to go with it that looks similar. Just because this one has a lot of orange uh, on it. And I feel like for me with like the pop ones, if you're going to have a pop one project, I feel like you need to have a phenotype you're going after based on the animals you have. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> and that's, that's with that stuff for me. That's how I feel about those. The ones you should be getting from me will develop nicely to that one. I believe you might get a little bit more on the yellow side, but mm-hmm. I think yellow and orange can kind of, you know, kind of co- coincide to and there's, something really nice. In, including yourself, there's a few people who are like pretty heavy into IJs. You know, there's a small group of you guys, mm-hmm. and then and I and I think you know once more people can see what the potential of those. Uh, it, you know, obviously everybody already always says that, but in the in our little podcast world, but yeah. um, yours are yours are incredible, man. Uh, the ones I've seen I that where other it. people are posting, they're all like, oh, you know, brats produce this, and I see the picture, I'm like, damn, that thing is sick. Uh, and then, and then my favorites are always from Craig Woods when he posts his. The, oh dude. man, Craig! And I'm like, why can't, why can't why can't those be here? here? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, why can't those be here? Cause those, yeah, those but if you when ones. you talk to Craig, because I've I I talked I haven't talked to him much recently, but I used to speak to him a little bit more. But you talk to him, man, and it, you know it drives him crazy all the different lines we have available to us here that he can't get in Europe. You know, he's got some of the nicest IJs in Europe. Absolutely. But, oh, yeah. You know, but we have access to a lot of different bloodlines here, you know, which is lucky right. for us. But, you know, he's. he's All right. They, but they're able fortunate. to get uh, like imported stuff, too, are they, aren't they? I believe so. I, th- I don't think I think they have they can get the imported stuff like we can. You know, what um, would be interesting? Because you think about how big the hobby is in like China and Japan. Surely there's like a classified site for those guys where we can see sort of the stuff they're doing. Cause I feel like there's us and then there's Europe. Yeah. But you know, there's That's plenty it. of stuff going on in like Southeast oh, Asia. Yeah. The Asia they the they have like snake countries. farms over there. Like uh, where they literally just like have like a large area where the snakes are just living in. And, but there's there, it's for a purpose. They're not like mm-hmm. breeding it for pet, for the pet trade, but it's for a purpose But they're like, you just reach down and you just pull up handfuls of snakes out of these like, bushes because i've seen some of the crested that are being produced in like south korea and stuff and it's oh yeah it's pretty nuts so it makes me wonder what yeah. else is over there that and we like i've seen some we, corn we snakes in like a lot of those asian countries that yeah. are just you know lights out beautiful you know like i have some random you know like people from you know the, those asian areas that follow me mm-hmm. and they have some really nice looking animals there i think it's interesting to look at their way of keeping their way of keeping is very, very different. 
like at least from what I've been able to tell, you know. Yeah, I definitely agree with what you're saying, uh, Justin, about how you'd it'd be cool to just see like what the yeah, what are they selling? What What are they? they, Because I've always heard from like colubrid breeders here that wholesalers who send stuff to China and and places like that go nuts over North American colubrids. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, you can wholesale stuff like to those countries at like. Retail. You know, retail prices here like like normal prices here you can wholesale to them yeah like i've heard crazy. phil's talked about guys from from china i think going to daytona with just pockets full of cash and buy, well, they'll buy yeah. out like half a table a whole table yeah. like especially turtles and stuff they'll just they'll, oh, yeah. they want all of it yeah and that that's what i've heard from one of the local guys here who does bulls and stuff as well is he said that the the chinese wholesalers he said the last time he asked him he just he told him like uh pretty much retail and they the guy didn't even ask questions he said i'll take them all (laughs) yeah yeah he was like i need to need to produce more of these next year (laughs) something like he was saying Mm mm-hmm uh, I so would just have such a it, hard time like Hong shipping Kong. that many snakes overseas, man. Like, oh, dude. I, I would really struggle with doing that. Cause like, I, I don't know, like, cause me, like I like, I prefer to sell my stuff to people to where I can track what's going on. Like the right. only snakes I've sold that I've produced, like I know everybody personally that got a baby, right. you know, and I can check on them at all times, you know, and I really like doing that. I, I would have a very hard time producing so yeah. much that, you know, I wanted to, you know, send a big group. Obviously nothing against doing right, that. Right, like, right, right. Just, just for a forewarning, if anybody listening does that, like I have no nothing against that, obviously. It would just mm-hmm. be a harder thing for me to do. Personally. Yeah. And there was, and there was a few snakes <laughs> I produced this year that were very close to being holdbacks, but they were like end up being males, and I didn't want to have a bunch of males. And so, right. I, like, I specifically when I saw them, I'm like, hey, like, please let me know how this snake turns out. Yeah, you know, because I particularly I think of one. Um, I produced like it's just a normal white side, but it almost looked patternless. Like it was so different than all the others in the in in the clutch and all all the clutches I made or produced, but um. It was just so different. I was like, "Hey, like this is very nearly a holdback. I just, I'll, I'll sell this to you under the condition that you'll send me pictures of it, like yeah. as, it, as it grows." Because I just and it's see also it. good because, like, if that animal down the line like produces a female, you know that yep. they would have available. It's always good to have that in the back of your head of like people who have that animal. And it's like yep. I would like blood from that animal down the road you know yep. it's like even though you have that blood you know that animal specifically could throw those those you know phenotypically speaking different animals right. you know and that's right. always i don't know i always think of line breeding projects before anything else like morphs aside like i i have a few more projects now with my colubrids and you know i'm really excited about them but i always right. look at like the the selective breeding aspect of of that as well because yep. i love i love that and and breeding snakes that's my passion you know and and it's super exciting you know yeah. when you when you look at like what so the, what's really exciting to me is when we're talking about the pop ones and then when you look at what someone like nick mutton has done with his ivory stuff you're like imagine that sort of dedication right put towards the variability of the the pop on carpets right. you know it's just there's it there's no telling what you could do you know because right. people already have like just absolutely amazing animals and so when you look like what those will look like three four generations down the road yep. you know it's going to be pretty much how 
we've maxed out the jungles pretty much, but it, you know, there, there's just going to be so many different. Uh, and I don't think and you have that thing, same ceiling with IJs. When, you know, well, yeah, with pop wins, I don't think there really <laughs> is much of a ceiling, you know, because yeah. like, you know, the variety, like, dude, I, I wish like not me. I think Phil has, Phil is probably you and Phil, Justin are probably the only people that have seen like the clutch that I got last mm -hmm. or the last clutch I got of pop wins. And like the, the variability is just in insane within that one clutch. I mean, Brian, I sent you a picture of all the males. Oh yeah. Cause I was letting you pick one. I mean, they were all different in it's some wonderful. way, you know, a lot going on. like a couple of them have like similar patterns, but like it's, you know, from one spectrum to the other, it's com it's completely different. I have one, you know, one of my holdbacks is just this crazy pattern. It's got all types of stuff going on, but another holdback is much more reduced. It's got a little bit more striping going on. It's got more of the jag pattern to it, you know, but in it, they are night and day different. You would never <laughs> believe they're from the same clutch, but they are, you know, right. and it's the, it, it's, limitless what you can do with them yep you know just from different different wild type you know stuff i have no morphs in ijs now i have zero morphs i have all wild type ijs at this point because you don't need them you really don't no, you, know, you don't, don't I, and that's that's my focus i love selective breeding i love yep. the idea of it and Man, you give me two years with the stuff I have coming up. I, I'm Jeez. I'm gonna have some really really stupid IJs coming. I can't up. wait for I, you. I'm man. very very excited about the stuff I have coming up. I'm excited. The long for leaf you. special. Yeah, boy. Yeah, boy. I'm excited <laughs> for you, dude. I really. I am. appreciate it, man. I'm pretty sure I've said it before, but for me, for the long until I got this one, uh, not I was I would tell people like you know one IJ is too many, but a hundred isn't enough. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah. Just because once you, once you go down that rabbit hole, there's like no turning back. No, there's not, man. Because, because you like could have an you, entire collection. Yeah. You could have just an, just yeah. an entire, everything. And it would all look different. And they're all different. Just they're based off different, different, different uh, looks. Uh, and that's, that's very cool. Very cool. Uh, yeah. And then to, to me for sure. And you, you could, you could do that with, but a lot of stuff really, but, yeah. uh, I don't know if something about the fact that we can get the, the fresh blood on those makes it all the more interesting. Cause it seems like yep. it's a fresh start first, uh, on that. And that's also what brings in all those different, because like some of the craziest IJs you'll see in the market are some of your farm bred animals. Oh yeah. You know, some of the nicest IJs out there are farm bred, you yep. know, and like, they are just very, very unique. Like now granted, like some of the bloodline that I work with, um, that I have now, all my babies have it. Um, the, um, Oh, why am I blanking? GQ? On... No, not GQ. I do have GQ and M pen stuff. That was in my last clutch and that's actually in this clutch too, but there's one, Poster Child. Poster Child is one of the most incredible line uh, lines of IJs. I have, I'm not really a line, but the Poster Child animal is so incredible, out of this world, amazing. And I love the fact that I have that bloodline in right. you know these babies, and you know just the just they're they're amazing well and it's also exciting them, too to think about that hey like you know i get a couple generations in from these wild caught or farm farm bred animals like you know that's you could have your own line like if you yeah. if you do that and and you know you'd be 
I think someone would be lying if they didn't say that that was something that you think about and or is cool. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, so then that's 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 something that's really enticing and is really cool as well. Yeah. No, there's a there's a lot to it, man, and that's what I like about the the collection I have now. There might be a few things that I part with moving forward, but I've got you know the base that I have now. I'll have a really nice diversity of. You know, Captain Brett lines, you know, I have a lot of, I have some Leary blood. I have a lot of GQ blood. Um, you know, this poster child stuff I'm working on, you know, mixed with M-Pen. Um, it's, I have a lot of that good, you know, the line, all those lines, I have a lot of them, you know, but I also have my farm bread and wild caught stuff that, you know, I'm, I'm raising up. Unfortunately, I've lost a, lost a couple, but I have a, I have a wild caught female and a farm bred male that I think will go together very, very nicely in the future. Yeah, that's super. Um, yeah, that's that's man. that stuff's exciting. Thinking about the future pairing and all that yeah, stuff. Man. Justin's yep. just quietly sitting over there, like waiting for us to be done talking. About <laughs> yeah, it. talking about pop wins. He's like, all right, yeah. we're back to talking about chondros. <laughs> yeah, it's good. Chondros. Are... He's like, so anyway, what do you what do you think about beards? Beards? <laughs> <laughs> They're awesome. Uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. What do you uh, yeah. What do you want to get into? Like, what do you You got anything on the list as far as species and stuff you want like, to get into, and then in the future that you haven't yet? Uh, I would like to have. Pro- I would probably like to have a lone apodora, uh, just as a pet. Um, nice. I know. I know. Brats, you're really into those. As far as like actually genuinely adding stuff, though. Um, I would like to add a pair of inland python uh, carpets. Yeah. Um, and I feel like inlands would be right up your alley, dude, with the diamonds. Yeah. I really see inlands fitting in well with what you have. Yeah. And, um, I definitely, they've, they've caught my eye. Um, I, I really want more diamonds, man. Uh, just from different people and different bloodlines. But like I said, they're just, they're, they're just so pricey and, uh, I've been trying to not splurge quite as much on snakes as I have in the past. Because, <clears throat> uh, you know, there's been a few times where that's come back to bite me in the ass. But uh, <laughs> such is life, you know. Uh, so I'm not, not going out and buying these crazy high-dollar animals every other week anymore. Uh, so that that's probably probably about it as far as adding stuff uh, I'm really just in the waiting game now of waiting for stuff to, to get raised up to where I can produce try and try and produce them oh, yeah, the, man. right now i'm just like i said i got those two biox i'm really excited to see if one of those ends up being a female uh just because that that'd be a really cool pairing is from that jayapur alara male to if like that red neo biox ended up being a female that yeah. is that'd be a really exciting pairing but mm-hmm. um even like the yellow neo biox to the jayapuras i've seen ended up producing a lot of like really high yellow animals uh, mm-hmm. And and honestly, I I think I like the high yellow more than I like the melanistic stuff. To be honest, it's all it's all nice. Oh yeah, don't get me wrong. I, I'd have any of it if I had the option. Speaking of which, you know, one I'm really really looking forward to seeing is um, you, I'm sure you've seen it. it. It's I think it's the Socrates. Have you seen mm-hmm. that that red neo he's got with all the white on yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah, that uh, I've never been so excited to see the uh, color change of somebody else's animal. Yeah, that's going to be uh, interesting. Yeah, to see how that is, just because it's just obviously different. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas the last Neo I'd seen 
pictures of that was like visually just definitely different. And this is way more extreme than that one, but it was, you know, Clyde Klaus's odd job. Mm-hmm. You know, that one has a neo, you immediately, you looked at that yeah, and then when you're like, okay, something interesting there. This isn't right. a normal, this isn't, this isn't a normal animal, which I have, do you know if he's bred that one? I don't off the top of my head. Uh, Cause I, rem- I remember at the Southeast carpet fest, he was there. Um, yeah. and, and I was talking to him about chondros for a little while, which is super cool. Um, and speaking of which, the guy I got these chondros from said he actually trained, did some venomous training with uh, Cody uh, uh, down there. Uh, so he, and because he, we were like our only mutual friends on Facebook were, um, uh, I forget who they were, but they were people I met at Southeast Carpet mm-hmm. Fest. So I started, I was like, oh, well, I met him at Southeast Carpet Fest down there at uh, Cody and Pia's place. And he was like, oh, you know Cody and Pia? And I was like, well, I've met him. Uh, no of them <laughs> yeah i was like i i was at their house uh you know i'm not necessarily like buddy buddy with them but i do know them um and he was like oh i did some of my venomous training down there he was really into, into hot, the hot stuff um but you know like i'm finding out now and i always knew that i could i really didn't hots weren't for me but like i said now that i'm going and seeing that i've got racks that have been left open by my toddler going <laughs> in there trying to check that. out the snakes i'm like yep okay we can't do this yeah, uh, yeah we can't do that but no. yeah it's it's been a that's that's been a whole new adventure i know i know you guys have had some have some experience in that department as well uh but yeah that's that's a, that's a whole another story about uh the being a dad now uh that's that's <laughs> yeah. a whole whole new adventure there but such yeah. a such a cool thing uh but yeah awesome man yeah we're yeah. the hour and a half mark yeah yeah i was like i know i was a little late getting on with you guys but i'm no, i'm like i don't know if you can see it on my face but i'm struggling to keep my eyes open over here <laughs> no man i'm, I'm, I'm coming down you. with something i got a cold or something creeping in i started feeling it today and I just work I a lot, so I'm always oh, tired. <laughs> yeah, what are you doing uh, for for work nowadays? Now you said you did two, and it seems like you're doing some sort of inspection. Like, is it yeah? So I'm a I, I inspect constructs construction sites for erosion control. Um, my Monday through Friday job. That's my seven thirty to four job my full time that's what pays my bills and then lately i've been doing dishes at a restaurant three days a week um just for a little something something yeah making some extra side cash because i of my current living situation was bad and you know i was yeah we don't have to get into that yeah we don't have to get into that but i was spending a lot of extra money and i needed extra so but that's come to an end as of this month so that's great um i'm gonna be applying for a loan to buy a house so that's that's gonna be great um so i'm quitting my second job hopefully this month um, is the housing market crazy in south carolina yes okay i mean here here it is beaufort specifically is terrible it is so expensive to live here that's why i'm buying because i was gonna try and rent but you can get a mortgage for a hell of a lot cheaper than yeah Yeah. like uh, the average rent around here ranges from about 1500 to three grand a month holy shnikes and 1500 is the cheap wow i mean it's still nothing compared to like california New York right 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 yeah yeah it's been crazy here whereas like uh people are able to sell their houses for way more than they're worth yeah but yeah. at the it's same been time like that down here 
but uh, there's but the there's no houses for people to move into mm-hmm. you know because we had somebody come look at our house now with another little one coming you know we're like hey we kind of need to upsize and they told us we could sell our house for like f- way more than i bought it for initially and i was like oh heck yeah and then you go look and there's just nothing available yeah, for you to move the, into yeah you'll be homeless if yeah, you sell yeah. it you it's know? like you can sell your house you're just not gonna be you can make a ton another. of money but yeah. you're just gonna be spending that extra money you made yeah. on another place yeah, yeah so it's like it kind of cancels itself out for sure but yeah but uh look i really appreciate you guys having me on again Uh, so where where can people find you just refresh everybody here if they don't um, already know the best place i would say is instagram uh it's just uh, vvs underscore exotics um I don't even update my Facebook page anymore. So many people are switching over to Instagram. Like, yeah, it's mostly, just that, like it's so much less bullshit. Well, there's, it's and like for example, like it'll tell me that my my post reached five thousand people, for example, and it'll have two likes. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I'm like, okay, how many people are actually seeing this? And also, like if they're seeing it, wouldn't the people seeing this be the type of people who would want to see this type of content and so i just i just felt like i wasn't like getting enough reach yeah uh, facebook's uh, become much more pay to play yeah i like just if felt you ain't throwing like ad dollars at it yeah you, know, you yeah. ain't gonna get much yeah. it just wasn't worth it whereas like i know <laughs> that the, if whereas on instagram if you follow me like it's because you want to see that sort of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know what right. I mean? Uh, so I don't know how many people were possibly seeing my stuff on Facebook, but obviously they didn't want to be seeing it. So, <laughs> and it's just, it's just, I don't know. It was just a little bit more of a hassle. So now if I like post stuff on Facebook, I just post it under my, my name, Brian, and just share it to the groups. I just, it just got to be too much. Whereas, yeah. I, but I use my VVS Instagram more than I use my personal Instagram. So I like, I like yeah. that a lot more. So, Definitely, yeah. if you want to see some of the stuff I've got, uh, VVS Exotics on Instagram is definitely the way. Uh, and you can shoot me a message if you want to talk snakes or anything on there. I love talking snakes. Uh, so, yeah. Awesome, man. Hit him up, y'all. He's got some awesome stuff, and he's going to be a big player in the future. So be oh, watching shucks. out. Thanks. He's already a, a pimp. Yeah, man. Dude, already, the, bull, the, the, the bulls you produced this year, man. I mean, just they, they were fantastic. I'm super excited for these Exantics. They're kind of, they're gonna finish off my my bull snake like no, or not in my pituophis. They're gonna finish off, they're gonna put they're gonna put the final cherry on top of my pituophis collection. I'm I still very, think very they're underrated. I know we're trying Absolutely. to close this Another out, cherry. but you know, more people getting yeah. into. I, saw, I know Riley just got some like gophers. Uh, yep. uh, but bulls in general, I think are super underrated. Yeah, man. I just got. I just got. I just picked up some Kleberg uh, bull snakes from uh, Chris Paintjob, mm-hmm. and God, I freaking love those things, man. They are amazing. Lajitas. Yeah, yeah, the lajitas are nice, nice. but this once I get those, they'll satisfy my morph projects. I'll have my exanthic project, and they're nice exanthics. I'm not just saying that because I produce no, 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 they are very, very (laughs) nice exanthics. When I, dude, I about shit myself when you sent me the female that produced those. Yeah, the parents. Oh my god! So the parents came were produced by Jennifer Joseph, and Mm -hmm. she produces probably the nicest exanthic and ghost stuff 
out of anybody. Uh, but the cool thing about the bulls is, you know, you've got your locality projects, you've got your morph projects, you've yep. got your selective breeding projects. Like, you know, you've got the red bulls, which are, that's just a selective breeding project. You know, Jason Nelson's got his banana bull project, which is super cool. Uh, and then you've got people who have selectively bred specific morphs with right. like Jennifer Joseph. I was just mentioning yep. her, her ghost bull snakes are the nicest bull snakes I've ever seen. Uh, like yeah. hands down, they're fantastic. Um, and so, so yeah, and they get to be a decent size, you know, they're, they're a good size snake. They've got the killed scales. They do have behaviors that not other snakes do. Yeah. Um, granted all my bulls are super That's tame great. and they rarely ever hiss, but it's still cool to know. Oh, can. mine aren't dude. Most of my, <laughs> bull, my little ones are fine, but my adults are I mean, they, they put on a show normally. I mean, oh, yeah. my little, my, ones, my pine has kind of gotten a little testier. That Brian, I've got, I've got some pine snakes. I think you would like a lot. I've uh -huh. got a, I've got a pair of albino Florida pines. Yep. I think I saw you post those. Yeah. Yeah. I put, yeah, I posted one of them. I think I don't remember if I posted both of them, but yeah, they are. Oh yeah. I'm super excited about oh, those. Yeah. Yeah, super excited. Yeah, I've, eventually I need to get some more black pines because uh, I like those a lot. Yeah, Apparently the last – I heard from somebody, the last Raleigh Repticon, somebody showed up with a bag of them, and they were like asking like some stupid, like crazy yeah. cheap price for them. Oh, and I wow. was like – and they are like, yeah, so I just bought a pair, and I was like – or they bought two pairs. They had a pair from somebody. They were going to get one, and then they bought another pair from this guy. And I'm like, wow. Because those yeah. are those are awesome. Those and they're hard to come by because they're only they're a state by state yep. thing. So if you yep. could, you gotta find them in your state. So when you can, you gotta jump on them. Man, and I've never I've never seen black pines here. So I, the I remember so I had a pair and the, my male must I called him El Diablo for a reason. Like I couldn't I seriously I couldn't even get a picture of him with his mouth closed. He was so mean. Um, and then he died out of nowhere necropsy I, I paid to have a necropsy done on them and nothing turned up and then i ended up selling my female but the the mother to those was the biggest pit i've ever seen i mean she was close to eight foot long and like wow. thick around as a soda can dude like wow. i and a very impressive snake very impressive snake uh but then again the parents to these uh Xanics i'm trying to send you were each seven foot you know, wow. they're as far as bull snakes go, they're the biggest bulls I'd had. They were just monsters, uh, awesome. absolute units. I can't wait, man. I, I love, I love big colubrids and bull snakes really fit that. Oh yeah. Fit that bill for me. Russell I know these, I know these Kleberg bulls I got from Chris are going to be big. Like, yeah. cause the one, I think his female is six, seven foot. Oh yeah. You know, and they're just, they're just big animals. And I'm just, I, I'm so excited, man. I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to have all, all the spectrums that I want. I'm going to have two different wild type stuff. So I'm going to have two different albino projects and now this exantic project. Yeah. And I'm just, oh man, I'm so excited. I wanted to, I wanted to get into Krebo. And then what happened is that the mother to those exantic bull snakes, who's a massive, massive snake. She, I fed her like, a rat like it was like a medium rat and then like a medium quail that somebody else didn't eat and yeah. i don't know if you if you guys have ever fed your colubrids avian prey but it turns their shit into diarrhea yep um and that snake pooped and when i went to clean it up it was like both my hands uh, like like having to sc scoop to pick it up it was it was so much and it, it was so much shit 
and so smelly that I was like, you know what? I don't want to ever have to clean up a, a pile of shit larger than this. So that 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 specific moment is where I was like, okay, I'm never gonna do creep over or try to mark on. Uh, yeah. Specifically because of that shit, like a big pool's yeah. shit is. <laughs> it's a lot. They don't shit often, yeah. and they don't spray it like people say indigos do. But uh, it just it smells, and it's it does oh, smell. Man. Oh man, Kluber poop smells, dude. I don't know about you guys. I don't, I don't think Python shit really smells, or it may, it may yeah, maybe like not really to it, but not and it's like solid, you know. It's yeah, like solid. it does that it's first. Easy to clean up, yeah. You know, it's it's, it's just much easier to clean than than Kluber poo. You know, Kluber poo is just there's lots of it. <laughs> there's a lot of it. It's mushy, it's constant. It's like, yeah, it's just. Uh, just the just things that we we prefer and worry about in our hobby yeah but anyways but, i'm gonna yep. i'm gonna uh get on out of here but it was a pleasure to talk to yeah, you guys man. Absolutely, man. we appreciate it brother don't be a stranger yeah, yeah for sure for i'm hoping on. i'm hoping we can eventually get make it all out to another carpet festival I'll ever have another one yeah man because those are always a, a wonderful time yeah man uh, for sure and uh, just come uh, down I'll, and I'll be with us, man i'll be getting up with you soon man we'll have to plan plan a lunch or something whenever we meet to do that oh do for that sure video. for we'll, sure dude. we'll plan something out to hang out for a little bit i was gonna say yeah, yeah we can drag <laughs> i'll try and drag justin out with me yeah, if you want to be yeah, dude, with there's and, chilies there i'll be there i ate at chilies uh like two weeks ago with my family change life <laughs> I mean, I'd eaten there before, but and it was like I was like, ah, oh, it's okay. But there's their corn, dude. That right? the corn <laughs> was fantastic, fantastic. But other than that, I mean, it ain't anything to write home about. I don't know why you love them Whoa, so much. Hey, chicken crispers, man. I got. I ain't gonna lie. Those chicken crispers are on another level. <laughs> those Southwest quesadillas, dude. <laughs> I remember when we went to the one in Del Rio. Like I ate, and then I completely forgot. Or was that when we went? I don't know. I I ate, and then I completely forgot that they didn't bring me corn, and then they brought me corn, and I was like so freaking stuffed because I ordered chicken crispers, and I felt horrible because they like they forgot the corn, and then they brought it and then like i think i took a couple bites out of it and that was it yeah the lady, lady wasted her time dang but, rip yeah all right. all right man all right guys it was a pleasure talking to you uh, yes, i enjoyed it have a good night we'll, we'll talk soon man you too all right man. 143 episodes deep down jake's got a long drive home i am probably gonna wake up feeling even worse than i do currently probably um like I said, man, I almost almost said let's do this another time, but I said stop being a bitch, <laughs> power through it. There's people who want their THP. Yeah, they didn't get to nobody got THP last so, week Thanksgiving. So, we'll but it was a good episode. It was fun. Yeah, yeah, I'm glad we got him back. I always like talking to Brian. He's one of those guys. He's doing a lot of stuff, but you yeah. wouldn't know it unless you were really, yeah, really paying attention. Yeah, keep he's your thumb on that guy, right? man. He's a He's just a nice guy. Yeah. He's he's awesome. But uh, all right, y'all. Thank y'all for listening. Steve Snakeshuaries, Venom Hot Sauce. Check it out. Check it out. Live um, it. Love it. Herpeticulture magazine. Uh Snakes and Stogies Monday night at nine. Hopefully, if I'm not feeling like complete garbage. Make um, sure to check out Lizard Brain Radio. Yep, new episode of Lizard Brain Radio just came out. Um, and I think we're going to try and record an episode of Porn Stars Sunday. Again, cool. depending on how I feel. But yeah. that may be another one where I'll just power through it. Yep. 
All right, y'all. The only way to fight a virus is to just to, to lean into it and go harder. That's why I smoked a cigar and had a monster tonight. It kills the virus. Yeah. I feel like a million bucks that got run through the washer and dryer <laughs> and then run over by a dirty old Al Camino on a dusty road in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. With a dead deer on top and a bunch of vultures trying to eat it. <laughs> now you're just taking it too far. <clears throat> All right, y'all. See ya. Thank you.